again, I wasn't the most in-depth Black Panther reader, but um, my cousin had all the comics and I would read them when I could and all this other stuff. And a lot of the comics that I, as far as knowing how what the characters did and whose ass they kicked and who they got their asses kicked by, I read a lot of Who's Who's. I don't know if that's still around, but that was a big thing when I was growing up. It was a comic of Who's Who's where it did like a recap of all the shit that was going on currently with all the uh, characters, all right? So um, when I heard, now this is going to be an interesting discussion. Here's how I felt my emotions were played with. Now, as you guys know, I'm a big martial arts watcher. You know, that's my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm into more. I'm in, I'm in the anime too, but I really follow martial arts and martial arts movies. Unbok, The Protector, um, a, a Wolf Warrior, shit like that. All right. Yeah, yeah. So when I heard that the legendary Maurice Crump, the martial or the greatest martial artist of our time right now, was going to handle the choreography for this movie. I said, oh shit, Black Panther's already a badass. The action and the choreography in this is gonna be even more badass. Now, for those of you that don't know Maurice Crump, Maurice Crump is a martial, Maurice Crump, he's a martial artist. He's been on movies such as The Man with the Iron Fist, um, The Protector 2, and when he was filming The Protector 2, his martial arts skills were so marveled in Thailand that the Bruce Lee of Thailand, which is Tony Jaw, they said, fuck you, move to the motherfucking side. And then they ordained Maurice Crump as one of the greatest martial artists in Thailand at the time. You know what I'm saying? And even Tony Jaw was like, hey, what can I say? This guy is awesome. So when I heard that Maurice Crump was going to um, coordinate the, the martial arts fighting in here, I said, holy shit, they're, going, they're being serious about the action in this movie. And some people may like the action. They may have thought it was cool or whatever. To me, it was more the movie, even though it had action segments in it, it was more dramatic than anything. You know what I'm saying? And and if you like that, that's fine. It wasn't quite as dramatic as, as Logan. But if you want the dramatic piece, it's fine. But I'm thinking Black, I'm Black Panther, Maurice Crump. This is going to be an uh, uh, an action extravaganza, and I felt like my emotions were played with. So that's what knocked a couple points off for me. Now that's um, my thoughts. I'm gonna pass it back to the panel. I think it's kind of segue back to what we talked about earlier. Like I, we all wanted to pull up on this movie too, but this is his origin story as well. So it's gonna be a big focus on the actual fights, more the story and underlying tones of the movie as well. But after you just described as Maurice Comp, I believe. Huh. Maurice, yeah, I hope to God I bring this person back for the next movie because I really want to see them skills for us in the actual movie that's more focused around the actual fighting instead mm -hmm. of like the underlying tones of the movie. But as a yeah, as you see a point is we will like see more action, but for this movie, that's not like the goal of it. Mm -hmm. The action like where it was was necessary and it did show. It did show in a lot of the fight scenes. Look alone at the casino scene. All right. We saw how Okoye handled herself as well as Nakia with Black Panther working in the middle before they made the chase in the cars against Claw. Now, mm -hmm. I do know that he is one of the, the best martial artists in the world right up there. However, you could see where it's shown, especially on a lot of the one-on-one on one -on -one scenes. Because look at, look at alone against T'Challa versus M'Baku in the beginning when he was doing the test for the king, for the throne. You saw a lot of that fighting there because Black Panther is a skilled martial artist. The, the man is, is smart. He's an MIT graduate. He's been to, you know, Oxford. 
He's trained in so many different martial arts. And we saw some of that show. We didn't get to see a lot of it. However, we did get to see enough to know where his skill is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you saw something there to where it shows some martial arts aspect. But what I urge you guys to do, if you like to see people get their ass kicked, watch The Protector 2. I watched all those. I watched Protector. I watched... Uh, okay. Think of Axios. I watched... Uh, I, watched I, I like uh, Maurice Crump, and, uh, and, but my, I'll say my favorite choreographer for fighting is probably Donnie Yen. I loved all his movies. Oh, Donnie, yeah. Donnie, Donnie, Wilson, Yen. Yeah. Donnie Yen and Wilson Yip. Yeah, when, when them two are together, yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. But like, Dude, I, but... Can understand, uh, yeah, I can understand... I can totally understand what you're coming from uh, in the fight scenes, but I just think that they wanted to take it a little bit slower and make it more, yeah, like you said, dramatic. And make like the, the challenges are just they're there to like to, to show you what they have to go through to get to the throne. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And, then, and the only fight, the only scene I could I could truly say that he probably was really a part of was the casino fight. That was a long. That was a that was a long cut. Like mm -hmm. you see, you see the camera going everywhere, especially on Okoye. You see her. She. I think he really helped her with that. Mm -hmm. Oh but, yeah, she. You really saw. Where her her martial arts skill because we gotta remember she was using a spear, using a spear uh, as a fighting uh, as a fighting style is not something that's commonly used. It's yeah. very traditional, and the way that they were fighting, especially if you paid attention to the Dora Milaje versus uh, Killmonger aspect, you really saw a lot of that. Yep. Where you can definitely see the Asian roots and and how they use a spear, mm. which is what. Where he, where Crump really showed on on where his choreography came into place. Now, yes, I understand where where you're coming from by looking at movies like The Protector, and if you really want to go into some of the top fighting movies, you know, Ungbok, Donnie and It Man. If you want to real go extreme, look at The Raid. Uh, I know all that. Trust me, I, I I've seen seen the points, and he's definitely up there. However, what he was trying to show was. It was being used in taste. It wasn't just another one of the most martial arts films that we've seen where it's fight, 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 because that drives the story. This isn't what that was. It mm -hmm. was fighting in the aspect of it makes sense to the story. Now, that's not to knock any of those movies because those movies are all masterpieces in their own right. The Raid is still probably one of the best martial arts mm -hmm. and probably the most brutal that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. if, you've seen if you haven't seen The Raid, watch it. Yeah, definitely. Up there. Not, right. not 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 to go too far off subject, but just just to throw this out here, what's your favorite Ray One or Ray Two? The first Raid one. one. I like the first one more. Yeah, the, the first one because uh, I like the feel the of it. It's, see, the yeah. second one was more uh, of a more revenge tale, and it had its aspect. However, I really like the first one because I like the thought of the whole squad went in there. The entire building was a trap by the by the person who owns it. And now they have to fight their way out, and they have to Absolutely. go level and to like, level. It's it was why that, it was that one character that I like that had like the long, the long sleeve shirt on. He just looked like he was just a, like a bum. He was like yeah. a top martial artist. He was super dope. Yeah, and and that's why. I, and you could see that aspect play out in a re recent remake. Before we go back to to the main point, was we saw that in the Judge Dredd reboot that it was all in, in Mega, Blo Mega City Block 7, where it was Judge Dredd was trapped in the building, and they had to fight all the way through the, all the different levels to get up to kill Lena Headey's character. That, yeah. that aspect reminded me very heavily of the raid, which it was inspired by, 
And you could yeah. see where that where that played out really well. You hear there's not not to go not to go far left again, but you know, I've been doing a little drinking. Uh you hear that they're making an American version of the raid? What are your thoughts on that? They better get a good choreographer. <laughs> yeah, they better. <laughs> they better. If Jackie better. Chan's team isn't on it, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I heard that, I said, "Oh, please don't ruin it. Please don't ruin it." Yeah, the, that the that movie, that movie it, is probably is one of the top martial arts movies uh, out there. I think it's number one. I think it's yeah. number one, and 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 uh, I'll, I'll put Yip Man at two, and I'll put Ray to it at, at a close three. You know, for for me, number four would have to be I saw the devil. I saw the devil's probably one of the most. Oh, I, up oh my, I almost cried in that movie, boy. Oh, but I, I, oh I, man, I talk about that. All right, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. our favorite martial arts movies another another day. But right Jeez, now, I don't need a list for these movies. Yeah. <laughs> now back to where the now back to the main action. Back to Roasted Moss. See, I had to take a break. That's why I threw you guys left. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> he, he, he knows that I, he's I getting worked in the corner right now. I, I, will actually, I will actually give him this point because it's not like I can understand where he's coming from. So I, I can really understand, but I can also like because what he said was. Like we we all agreed to it. It was for dramatic purposes and stuff like that. So exactly, but he said he really wanted to see. He really wanted to see like real action. Like real fight pull up. Yeah, yeah. And, and you could see where the fight scenes are authentic. You could definitely see where his his choreography came in. And and then the last fight scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. The CG, but the, the, <laughs> the, the, the we yeah. all we all made the point that the CG was a little off putting on the on the train. It wasn't big. But it was definitely noticeable just because of the fluctuation with the suit. But yep. for the most part, we all agree that it, the fight itself was still. And really and that, and that's my thing. Like I get okay. So even though I could, I started to see in the movie like, oh, this is not going to be the action twist that I expected. But there were missed opportunities. Like, no, you know what? Let me shut up. I'm gonna save that for my third point. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna shut up. All right. Cyrus, so, you want to take take your floor? Are you good? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, no, I think I think I'm good. I, I, I think we. Um, uh, I guess what I'll say about the action is, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's for dramatic reasons, but I I think it's a Ryan Coogler thing. Like you have to remember, he directed Creed, and Creed it was like a lot of those um, action scenes were sort of similar to Black Panther with like how Long he would kind of box the challenges. Yeah, it was yeah. almost just like Creed where he would like punch him and shit. Yeah. It wasn't so much. The action wasn't like jaw dropping. It was just the, the 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 what do you call that? The the cinematic climax to the action. Yeah. But I will say it, some of those punches, man. I, I would agree. It was more Rockyish. Yeah, and that's because his background was Creed. I think. But, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock knock that because if you've actually sat down and watched Creed, that a lot Creed of the fights. Yeah, oh, Creed. Creed is a good movie. Creed is because yeah, I Creed is like I better than the Rocky movie. That. That's my opinion. Well, the well the yeah, re yeah. Well, the rebooted Rocky Balboa movie, yeah, it, that one was was off. But what, what Ryan Coogler did with Cree, man, it had me in my feels. It, I'll say that. But the you could see right there in the fights where it was definitely dramatic and where they put the emphasis on it, but it still had its points. But I think I think we got that that topic here and, okay. and got it. So. Moss, I want you to go ahead and make your third standpoint for me. My third and final stance, all right? Y'all trying to cut me over both eyes. I'm wobbling, but I'm still throwing blows. (laughs) Definitely holding off right now. Definitely holding. (laughs) My third and final point is, it's kind of similar to my second point, but 
I just feel I, I feel like I was duped a little bit. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like I was duped a little bit, not with just the Maurice Crump thing, but all the trailers that I've seen. Like maybe maybe it was just me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I'll throw in the towel here. You know what I'm saying and blame myself. But with Affinity War coming, with Thor Ragnarok coming, and that was you know a big action smash and shit. You know what I'm saying. Um, and then I saw all the trailers for this. I, I get it's an origin story, but I felt like that not only the action, but the 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 climax, the intensity of the story, there was a missed opportunity there. Like for instance, okay, Black Panther's bad. I get that there's going to be a sequel. I get that, but I think they could have done better with. This is me armchair armchair quarterbacking as far as how the movie was written, and this is a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Let the motherfucking weapons get out of Wakanda and force Black Panther to go out there with some people and, and stop this shit. You know what I'm saying? To, to increase the opportunity for some action so my man Maurice Crump can shine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even though you want to tell an origin story, add some more intensity to the story. Like, oh my goodness, these weapons are out here. And maybe they not they don't reach everybody. Maybe two out of the three planes that were flying out, two get shot down, one makes it, it goes to this one region. He got to go and battle it out. You know what I'm saying? And then him and Warmonger, I mean, uh, Killmonger battle it out at the end. You know what I'm saying? That's one missed opportunity for me. And then lastly, in the final fight, I mean, I get it. If all the other stuff was dramatic and stuff like that and not really up my, my alley, that's where I think missed opportunities were as far as the fighting was concerned, where you guys talked about that train scene. Look, you got Killmonger and Black Panther both dressed in the suits made by the sister, right? You could put okay, um, um, oh man, I forgot that. Okay, the real names of the actors—they're not martial artists. Maurice Crump trained for years. You know, you got to train for decades and decades to have those skills. But that's your opportunity to put some real martial artists in those suits and at least have the final powwow bad as shit. You know what I'm saying? So I think there were some missed opportunities. Not only and even though it was an origin story, I get where you guys are coming from, and it makes sense. But I think there were some missed opportunities on extending that intensity a little bit because every Marvel movie, there's some climactic thing that actually happens in the real world that they got to solve. And I don't feel like that kind of happened. And, and Black Panther was just that the leadership of Wakanda was a problem and something could possibly get out of Wakanda, which was a missed opportunity. And the final fight scene, you got Maurice. I'm sorry. You got I'm going back to it. Um, you got Maurice Crump. You got a yeah. final fight scene. You got motherfuckers in cat suits. Get some real martial artists in there. <laughs> Let Maurice Crump choreograph the shit out of that and make that the baddest fucking five minutes in Marvel history. But that's I think that that's not what they was trying to capture because there was so there was so much dialogue when they were fighting mm -hmm. that that you really that you really had to you had to understand. And I think that they didn't want to just throw all that out just to have a, a cool looking fight, even. Even if you go to uh, the first Iron Man, mm -hmm. his, the person he fought, that was, I'm sorry, that was terrible. That was a terrible fight. It, it was. was. Yeah, Warmonger. Um, even even if you go to Captain America's or just the first movie, like a lot of these, it, it, they're terrible. You go back and look they're at them, terrible. they're terrible. Yeah. But yeah. I think they, they wanted, they didn't want to do like a, just a, a straight up fight. They wanted to actually give you a message and they wanted to show you how T'Challa was changing after this fight because even after the fight, he looked he looked he looked like he like man I didn't want to do none of this shit. Mm -hmm. and he yeah. looked at him like, 
may and even at, at the very very end he's like maybe we can still save because this is mm-hmm. was never his plan he never wanted he never wanted to fight him even when they, he first came to the came to Wakanda he was like he didn't he didn't want none he's like we can solve this another way yeah and even like with Kelmar when he gets stabbed he just looks down at the blade and he's like I lost like you just see that in his face like he just accepted defeat yeah he was just like good move hell of a move yeah I mean, let's be honest. Even in that instance, Killmonger probably could have like got child in like the neck or something, but he just accepted defeat. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, I understand. It's just, but no, Nick- you you are right in an instance. Like, let's be honest. Like every ten seconds, a fucking train would come through and then like disturb the fight. Exactly. And, like it wasn't quite as intense. As I, think, I think. I think they did that. I, they did that to add dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, it, they did that for effect because of the fact that remember the first time they did it after they fell in there. You know, Killmonger knew what they what he was doing, and and you could understand where where they both come into why they're both smart, why they're both intelligent fighters, because Killmonger has always is big in guerrilla tactics. I remember his history as yep. as a special forces. He knows guerrilla. He knows how to how to mess with his enemy. And T'Challa shows that he's a smart fighter too. That that's what he has. And when when Killmonger understood what he was doing, he's like, all right, so it's gonna come down to skill. All right. Yeah. Let's and let, even, let it be that. Like, um, imagine if they didn't go down there. You know how that fight would have never ended. <laughs> it would have never ended because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody would have, nobody would have took any serious damage. Mm-hmm. It had just been a, a run-on fight because they're the vibranium suits. They, it could stop stabs. It could stop. It could stop. Even it could even stop the impact. So it, it was just going to be a pointless fight because they're just going to they're going to keep absorbing impact and just knock each other away. And you know what, Soul? I would have loved every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like maybe getting to the point where the suits almost break down because they fight that much. I, I can see that. Yeah, well, let's be really weird. The movie that Moss is describing as far as fighting, that's not like a dope ass movie right there. Yeah, like, that's why I'm not necessarily yeah. disagreeing with him right now. Exactly. Hopefully, incorporate it in the next Black Panther. But movie, I think, but... honestly, let's be real the movie was like, like two and a half hours or at least it felt I like think, that. She went two I think, I think they, like they, did, they, did, that, they yeah. did that fight. To show you that Black Panther has a, his suit has a weakness. His new suit has a weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they, they're, they're, if, if Black Panther actually, if he goes out to like the the regular like goes out of Wakanda and, and fights multiple people, they're not going to be able to do anything to like really stop him. They can mm. they can try to get Vision or like Scarlet Witch to like stop him, but if those those people aren't there, what are they going to do? Because he could tank, he could tank everything that Iron Man gives him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And and you got to think too. Uh, and I'm gonna interject on this part right here because you were mentioning how you felt like the ships needed to get out. Mm-hmm. No, because here's why. What the universe that they built in Black Panther is so expansive that it was a universe all of its own. It didn't mm-hmm. even need to be a part of the Marvel universe. You mm-hmm. saw the ties on where it showed that. But there was so much in it itself that if they pulled it out, they could do an entire universe all on their own. Mm. With the fact of the of the vibranium, that's where they got to, to pull in their, their MCU aspect by having Agent Ross. Mm. T'Challa's fight was always about Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda was always his first priority. The protection of his people was his first priority. Whereas Ross was trying to stop the vibranium from getting out because he was fighting to save the world. He was trying to protect the world of vibranium once he understood what Wakanda was capable of. 
And to kind of go into here, Ryan Coogler actually had an alternate ending scene where we see where T'Challa and Okoya, Nakia, and Shuri appear at the UN when they when they make their debut about joining the UN, um, you know, on Wakanda's behalf. Well, mm-hmm. in that scene, originally he had Ross meet T'Challa in the in the foyer right there when they're first walking into the UN building and actually stopping him and telling him that he didn't want T'Challa to come out about Wakanda. He didn't want to tell them about what what they were capable of. Ross was actually wanting to help protect Wakanda because mm-hmm. you saw throughout the movie that Ross was just like, how is everything here possible? There's there's no way with, with everything else in the world. And they're like, no, we have proven this. And at first you see the thoughts that he wants to be able to bring this. But throughout the movie, he sees what they go through, what they're willing to sacrifice, what they're doing to protect their people, what they're doing to protect Wakanda and why it cannot get out. And he goes into that mindset of in that in that original uh, alternate ending that he didn't want to leak it out as well. He wanted T'Challa to keep Wakanda hidden. He wanted to keep what they're capable of doing hidden. He wanted to help protect them. He didn't want anything else. He was focused on the world, whereas T'Challa was grounded in the reality of what to do for his country. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I just want to say real quick, big up to 108 Dragon. Big up to everybody in the chat, man. Big yeah, up to man. 108 Dragon. Love everyone. He's, he said, I'm crazy. Hey, man, look, you got to listen to the whole thing, man. Listen to the whole thing. See, I, I came at an angle. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they expected me to come at it 108. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The political part, I was like, hold what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell the boy was doing his homework on that one. <laughs> and uh, like, big, big up to my, my co-host, uh, Scram Punk, CRS Fusion Wolf. Uh, he said, meeting of the minds, loving it, man. Big ups, man. I appreciate that. Hey, man, this is, look, these guys are fantastic, man. If y'all are in this chat, spread the news, retweet the tweets. You know what I'm saying? This is this is an excellent, excellent oh, podcast. Man. We have a great discussion. And never last cut up. He said, Mighty Ruck is 2K. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, real quick, I'm getting my piece real quick from this. Oh, that's what they're going to call you from now on. Mighty Ruck. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this. I'll keep up. I'll get my piece. As far as like the combat in Black Panther, mm-hmm. I look at it this way, like with an analogy, like look at some of the, Unchar- the um, Sony games, like Uncharted, like beautiful graphics, story, but like the gameplay is still on a backburn. Doesn't mean it's bad or anything, but like, the focal point of what they're trying to deliver to you is the presentation of it and the story. That's kind of like how they do with Black Panther. It has some good fight scene as well, but that was the main focal point of it was the story. And, like, exactly. Actual- and I think I think we'll probably get to see because you got to think too that in Infinity War, Marcus Crump did help out a little bit because of the fact of everything that's going on from there. Because you got to remember, at the same time that they were doing Black Panther, they was also uh, going in and out of recording for Infinity War. So mm-hmm. we're gonna see a lot of that big aspect, especially in Infinity War, because remember we've seen in the trailers that Thanos is gonna invade Wakanda, and we're gonna see all of Wakanda mm-hmm. going at it. So get this man shield, man. He's yeah. one shot everybody. Like, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see that that come into play there, heavily come into play. They better do it, man. Hell yeah, Black Panther's gonna one shot people. His claws can like probably kill one of those things instantly. Well, well I mean, yeah. Thanos one shot well, everybody. Well, oh, Thanos, yeah, he one shot Iron Man. Oh yeah, yeah, but I don't Bro, think they introduced anti metal yet, so we're not gonna see the anti metal claws yet. Yeah, but yeah, his, his claws are from like Antarctica or something, right? 
No, no, no. The anti-metal is a special metal that is the opposite of vibranium that comes from uh, the Savage Lands, which and it could destroy it could destroy any metal at molecular or level. Yep, at a molecular level. They said it is claws were from Antarctica, and yeah, it did that shit where like cuts through metal like butter. Yeah, no, that that was a that was different, but it wasn't anti-metal. Right now, because because the Savage Lands are tied to the Fantastic Four. No, no, no. The Savage Lands is tied to the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and it has dinosaurs. Yeah. But. <laughs> they can introduce them. Oh, they can introduce the Fantastic Four that way. You can set up as they're trapped in the Savage Land trying to get out. Yeah. They can do it that way. Man, There's always one other Fantastic Four movie. Not now, hey, but, like, but later look, on. Man, phase. Like I said before, two out of two human torches have been redeemed by the MCU. Maybe they can redeem the whole Fantastic <laughs> Four. Oh, yeah. Michael B. Yeah, Jordan was the human torch, right? Yeah, yes, he was. And so was Chris Evans. Oh, he was the God. original. <laughs> oh, that poor man. But hey, yeah, but, <laughs> him. wasn't one of his points he was talking about how it didn't feel like it was in a, like it wasn't like jeopardizing the world or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my point on that is, like many other other Marvel movies, it seems like but the well, world's always in danger. The world's always at risk. Yeah, the world's always at danger, but they try to solve it themselves. They never ask for help. So you look in the back of your head, you're thinking, why won't they just call so and so or just ask so and so? But in this movie, Black Panther, this is it's just a it's a country problem that they just want to solve themselves and they don't want nobody else to be involved. They even, they were even like nervous to even get Ross to even come to their country because they were so afraid of what can possibly happen. Exactly. But T'Challa took that risk because of what Ross had done and he brought him into it. And at first Ross didn't want any part of it in the sense of that he was, he was un, in, in disbelief of what Wakanda was. Yeah, and, and like I said, and if the and, weapons would have got out, that would have just gave more leeway for other countries to try to invade. Exactly. Uh-huh, invade, and, and like they would never accept that, Wakanda. That that because that wouldn't even that wouldn't. I doubt that would have added a, a scene for the fight because it would just it wouldn't make no sense because Killmonger would still be fighting T'Challa, and somebody else would have to go deal with that problem. Yeah. Well, or, or or couldn't they have like you had one plane get out out of the three? I was thinking of it like this, and a kiss, and, and and of course I'm 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 armchair quarterback in here. Yeah. But they go to like a small little terrorist faction, Black Panther and his people go to stop the terrorist faction before the weapons really get out and the, and it gets exposed. You know what I'm saying? And then he goes back to I see what I was thinking was going to happen was I thought he was going to have to leave Wakanda a little bit. I didn't realize he was going to go to the outside, um, the outside uh, tribe, which was a nice little twist to the story. But, you know, I thought he was going to have to leave Wakanda, get his recognizance back, then come back. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's an opportunity where if you were looking to put a little bit more action into it, you could have had a plane get out, put a little bit more action into it where he stops the plane. I mean, he stops the weapons really being used and Wakanda being exposed and he comes back to Wakanda. But that's just me because I'm because because I just love to see people get their asses kicked all over the place. That's (laughs) Yeah, I I can can see where you're coming from. But. Mm -hmm. Uh, they they wanted to try to keep it more contained, relatable to the comics. Exactly. When he got thrown over the uh, the, the waterfall in yep. the comic, he went to go. See, he went to many tribes mm-hmm. and, and and basically learned lessons from them. But then yep. he came back. Yeah, and yep. you have to also remember it has to stay within the story because at the end, 
you know, he revealed Wakanda to the world. Like, that would have looked really bad if, like, hey, guys, before I joined the like, shit, I, I, yeah, I leaked some weapons out there. Yeah. <laughs> but but think of it this way, too, as well, is that now that he's out in the world, now that Wakanda's out there and what Vibranium and everything that they offer, now you're going to start seeing illegal-made weapons with Vibranium. Mm. And what that's going to do is, is it because we know that, that this is one of those ones that is going to get a sequel. Mm-hmm. We know that now that, that Vibranium's out in the world that's going to be public, that we're going to start seeing illegal-made Vibranium weapons. Not anything designed on Wakanda or anything, but we're going to see others. Maybe there might be some smuggled out. Maybe there's people who are going to try and, and steal them or whatever. But we already know the the, the roots and, and thoughts of planting with the end credit scene with Bucky being called the White Wolf. Now, to kind of give you a little bit of attack there, White Wolf in one storyline was a white baby, uh, a white child that was found by T'Chaka, that T'Chaka mm. took in and adopted as his own. And as he grew up, he always had that kind of foreigner aspect and, and kind of outsider, even within Wakanda, but T'Chaka still raised him. Mm-hmm. And when T'Challa took over, T'Chaka appointed uh, him as the white wolf, the hunter. His name mm-hmm. was Hunter, Hunter the White Wolf. He was a protector and, and kind of the head of what's known as the the their Wakandan police, their special forces. And okay. and another one is that when with this, that there's talks that T'Challa is gonna appoint Bucky as the head of this this Wakandan special forces okay. known as the White Wolf, and that they're gonna go out and find where these illegal vibranium weapons are gonna be coming from, and that can kind of help guided Black Panther 2 as well as Bucky's own story. That would be dope. No, that would be dope. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to see. Like, okay, I'm willing to do a Phil Spencer, let's wait till E3 type thing with this, all right? <laughs> Black Panther <laughs> 2. Get ready to see Bucky with a vibranium arm. Exactly. Oh, we already, we already know he's going to get the vibranium arm, but let's see what it's going to do because apparently there, he's supposed to get like a vibranium style blade in it oh, that he can man. come out. Shoo, boy. Oh, man. You have something like, did, oh, did y'all see, like, did y'all see new, uh, Captain America's new shield? Oh yeah, that full uh, kind of. It's that temporary uh, Wakandan shield. It's like it goes on his wrist, and that he can make it pop out and grow at at, at will. It, it? I, I hope that he gets like a one that's kind of like his old one. But that's my opinion. Yeah, I think I think that's what they're trying to give it. They're trying to give it that type of style. Yeah, yeah I think like the they're, they're trying to hint at it. Like they won't, you won't see until the full movie what yeah. it really is going to look like. Can I, I mean, ask if, any, if anything, I hope they bring back the energy shield. I always like the yeah. energy shield. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Can I ask y'all a question? Let me um, and this is going way left. All right, but all right. No, I, I've been reading recently on the whole dilemma with Captain America in the comics, right? And him being really a part of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think? I, I doubt it, but do you think that MCU would actually implement that in the movie universe, and or what? like him actually being a traitor? Who Captain America? It yeah. definitely. If you're going off the new Captain America comics, where it was revealed that he was working for Hydra. Hydra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happen, but you got to remember too that along with that, that twist came out is that Hydra had uh, brainwashed him way back in 1945 before he was frozen, and he didn't he didn't realize what he was doing was actually helping Hydra's thing. And I could see and, it and happening. I think, at some and, I, point. and I also think that was all due to like some. It was something that happened in the. It was like a reality warping thing that happened in the, the yeah that too. that Red Skull had left planted when they're during their final battle back in uh, 1945. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, already, he's technically considered uh, 
a traitor now. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yep. But I think on the level of him being part of Hydra, I think that that'll uh, take some time because we did see, you know, when when during what was it Winter Soldier when him and Black Widow went to that that hidden uh, Hydra base and they broke in there and were able to find everything and saw the supercomputer. Yeah, the like supercomputer that. that was left over by the assistant to Red Skull back back during the early days of Hydra. We kind of saw how that laid the foundations with that. And we kind of saw that that Cap had a bit of a reaction to that. Of course, they could lay the foundations for, for Cap being a traitor, but I don't think we'll see it anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. That, that comic kind of had backlash to it, and it just doesn't fit his character right now. Yeah, that, that, hurt, that right. hurt a lot of people feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot yeah. of people are pretty buttered over it, even though it's just a comic book. <laughs> I mean, they people get butt hurt over every new rendition of a comic yeah, print series. It, yeah, but they, they don't want that for their movies. Let's be real. Captain America, Traitor, Rage. Fuck no. But I mean, that would give it an interesting take. I, I mean, we, we could probably see them push the line on that. Is that, you know, the most patriotic man alive being a traitor. It would be definitely something interesting. I mean, they basically do that already as it is with... uh the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, but speaking about like Trader, and you guys mentioned the Red Skull. Do you think we're gonna see this motherfucker back in Infinity War, or maybe alluded no. to the next Avenger? Come on, man, he's not no. dead. He's not dead. Who's that? They, I think they. I think they don't even want the the. He wasn't. He wasn't a good villain, really. Honestly, nah, he had. But and, he was and, 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 and the MCU, he wasn't a good villain. Yeah. But the MCU doesn't. Besides, like Killmonger, who was a good villain? <laughs> you right. Ultron right. was supposed to be a good villain. But come on, man! You gotta build up these characters somehow. Maybe you can make the Red Skull a good I, villain this time. I don't. I don't think they're, they're Baron Zemos. Baron Zemos was a good villain. Okay, he was a villain. He needs. He needs a power up though. Yeah. Right now, he's currently in lockup. Yeah, he, he was a good villain. I'll give you that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. They might. They might just add. They're gonna give Captain America has a lot of villains. They're just gonna keep going down the list, like. Oh. Yeah. There's plenty, plenty of uh choices that they got. Man, this moment right now, like Marvel has like a backyard, like a little backyard graveyard. All the yeah, but to say, quit killing them so much. It's like, oh my god, Skull and Bones yeah, like, dead. Skull like, and Bones or Crossbones? You mean Crossbones? Yeah, yeah. 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 Crossbones was game. definitely one who I wish they didn't kill off because yeah. Crossbones could have some very interesting ties to, to yeah. everything because Crossbones. Is one yeah, of the know, most interesting. You know the funny thing about it is, if Iron Man three never happened, we could get Killmonger back, probably. But what? What do you mean by that? Mandarin brought back Killmonger. Oh shit! Oh. You mean you mean well, that's not the real Mandarin though? I no, mean, the no, real no, Mandarin. Mean, MCU. No, no, the Mandarin actually he he brought him back. Yeah, yeah, but the Mandarin's still in the MCU technically. Yeah, the Mandarin is currently yeah, yeah. hiding. Remember the, the 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 Mandarin that they found was just was just a was just a dude. He said that there is no Mandarin, but but they showed oh, right there after that scene yeah. that the Mandarin does exist. I mean, he was yeah, just using him as a, as a decoy. Okay, they they some slick little bastards. I almost walked out of theater after yeah. that scene. But, but to say we we need <laughs> we need the fucking Killmonger back. Killmonger's a goat of the MCU as for villains right now. But this yeah. might this might start this might start a revolution of how to do a like they need to they need to I, they not I'm not gonna say every villain needs to have like a, a 
a reason of doing something, but they need to, if they're going to go that way, go that way. Or they're, if they're going to go straight evil, they have to, they're going to have to. They any have better to, intentions. Yeah, yeah, they need better. So I'm going to start, I'm, I'm going to start the rivalry back up. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I like, what was his name? I like Michael B. Jordan's acting. He's a great actor. However, his portrayal of Killmonger, I don't didn't move me. Not because he he did anything bad. It didn't move me because he seemed less like Killmonger to me and seemed more like Angry Man off the Martin comedy series. He just what? I heard sulking like scuff when you're saying that shit. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let him go after you. But why? Why does he feel he doesn't seem like Killmonger? Super G is raging in the background. I can hear him. Right this, now. Is, this, is a, <laughs> this is a more. This is a more modern Killmonger. If you if you want to be honest, Killmonger in a in the comics is trash compared to the Killmonger we got now. Because the only thing the Killmonger in the comics, uh, he he just his his parents got killed by Claw. Mm-hmm. They got they got banned. Well, first of all, they got banished. Then they got killed by Claw. And he, for some reason, he he blinged it on to T'Challa and mm-hmm. Wakanda. Like yeah. that didn't make any sense. He 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 devoted his whole life to getting smarter and getting and increasing his strength to to the to his peak to come back to challenge T'Challa. And yeah. that that was that was the, the end all be all. I don't, his, I don't, his story I don't really didn't have anything. It just didn't see the presentation of him. He didn't. He seemed angry. <laughs> but you gotta realize. The man, the man's seen his pops get killed. No, 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 no. He, yeah, Killmonger's definitely angry, but angry doesn't necessarily mean badass. You know what I mean? I didn't. I, I'm sorry, I didn't get. I didn't get a badass feel from this Killmonger. The way he was what written. Are you, what are you talking about? Like when the lady's like, "But sir, these are for the future king." He just grabs her by the throat. And he's like. When I say something, I mean that shit. I mean that shit. <laughs> oh, that shit. I'm t- let me let me give you an example. I'm gonna go back to Black Panther. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, the the villain in Black Panther. Uh, Killmonger, right? No, I mean I, I'm sorry, not Black Panther. Black Lightning. What's the, the Black Lightning? You mean Tobias? Uh, well, Tobias. Tobias. Even though Jordan, be, like George, Michael Jordan. Uh, what's his name? Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. The the guy that plays Tobias in Black Lightning couldn't eat his lunch, you know, couldn't couldn't tie his shoes. You know what I'm saying? However, the way that they write that character in, Tobias seems feels like a badass to me, where it just felt like Killmonger didn't have that badass feel to him. He was just he he was just angry and he happened to beat up uh Black Panther when he was stripped of his powers. And because of that, he technically was became the king. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't feel any, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's just... But I wanted to just start up some shit again, so, you know, but that's just me. But, but to like, be fair, like, look, look what we did before you and Bob Black Panther. Like, this dude went to that museum. He started that whole thing. Like, he killed that woman because she drank that coffee or whatever. Like, he planned that shit. And then also, on top of that, remember, like, when, when he captures the girl bloody? Like, uh, Claw captures that girl? He straight yeah. up shoots her without yeah. any remorse. His his wifey. He shot her. Like, I don't I don't know if that was his wife. I think it was his girl. Still girl. But, was, no, it was a wifey. That was a side chick right there. Yeah, tell him, Cyrus. I was just a side chick. Yeah, that was a wife. Yeah, that was a Wednesday side chick. Let's be real. Yeah. Still, but he shot her without second hesitation. 
She it's knew what was up. She said, I'm sorry. Oh, she hang on, hang on. Before we go on, bro, your your boy Fusion Wolf is cutting up, man. <laughs> no, I was about to read it. Go ahead. <laughs> With an attitude, <laughs> prepare yourselves for the eat monger. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's, that's TRF. I, I, I guess we are getting the, the Medea goes to Wakanda movie after all. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you gotta look look at his picture. You can tell he's insane. Oh, dude, bro. <laughs> you guys know where cartoon that thing's from? I he had to tell him me himself. Yeah, TRS uh, say, say cartoon. cartoon. It's like an old nineties cartoon from what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, if you guys got any guesses, go ahead. But like uh, uh, Tobias Tobias, he's just angry too. Yeah. But he, but he, it, we, we see the depths of his character over the I think you just don't series. like I think you just don't like his his design. <laughs> yeah, but I just think because Killmonger in this movie he looks like a kid, let's be real. Like he looks yeah, super yeah maybe that's it. I mean he he he's supposed to be from South Oakland, but he talks like he's from New Jersey. I don't know, that just threw me off. But he is from Jersey, you know. He, it's hard Yeah, he can't that. change his accent <laughs> much. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so maybe you know. I just had to. I just wanted to start some shit. That's all. We were getting yeah, along. Fucking yeah. Freakazoid, man! I remember that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Freakazoid. But what you might call them, even like towards the end, like uh, who who are the honor guards called again? Like that the Dormelage. The Dormelage. Look, man. Like they turned on him, and he just turned on that suit. Like, let's go. He said, "Yeah, what's up? Like, what's, what's up?" Up? And he fucking slit one's throat. Like and you know, tell those warriors are. Smile yeah. why he did it. Yeah. Boy, boy was was on another level. You gotta think, Moss. Uh, and, and here, here's what I'm gonna shut you down: is that, uh, as so pointed out, the boy was left in Oakland, right? He, mm-hmm. his dad, in the beginning, we've established that it's his dad in Jobu who's yeah. telling him about Wakanda. It's not T'Chaka Taka to T'Challa. It's yeah. Jobu telling it to 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 Eric. It's him yeah. telling him the history of Wakanda and mm-hmm. and what could be established and what it's done. And as we saw when he gets the heart-shaped herb, his ancestors aren't there. The only one that he has there is his dad. Yeah. His dad is the only thing that matters. And remember what his dad said to him. He said, son, they're going to look at you as an outsider and say that you're lost. He's like, but I'm not lost. I'm right here. Maybe they're lost. He knew from the beginning what the world had took from him, what Chaka took from him when he killed his dad. Mm-hmm. What, what Wakanda had said to him and to his family is that they're not welcome. That yeah. he's not one of them. Mm-hmm. The world had spit on him and thrown him out. He was angry as of what he lost, what him and his mom suffered through. As he got older, he became a war dog, jumping from war zone to war zone. As he said, he killed his own brothers and sisters on the very continent. Mm-hmm. He had seen the worst of the worst, and he knew what had to be done. If the world was going to be bad, he was going to clean it up. He was going to do what he had to do. Yeah, he he wasn't just he wasn't just the way he was just to be the way he had seen the darkest of the dark. He had been in the abyss and he had walked out of it and knew that the abyss was the truth, that he had to send everything back to the void and pull it out. Mm-hmm. He had to burn the world and remake it. He knew if you listen to, if you listen to what he said, his point wasn't just black liberation. He wasn't just saying that he had to free all the all the oppressed people. Like he said, there's two billion people in the world that look just like me. And they live their lives every day in poverty. He said, that's not how it should be. We need to give them power back. But if you listen, he said, the sun's never going to set on the Wakandan empire. He wasn't just about black liberation. He was about Wakandan imperialization. He mm-hmm. was going to do what the Romans and the British and everyone else that came before him couldn't do. He was mm-hmm. going to take the world and make it his. 
when he burned the heart-shaped herbs and destroyed the Garden of Bass, it's because of the fact that he was never going to leave. He wasn't going to leave in there. No one was going to take his empire. That's mm -hmm. where it's at. That's what makes him so compelling. The, the thought is that he and Wakanda had, they could do so much to help so many others, but they chose not to. So he was going to do it for them. He was going to give the people around the world that all come from his country, all from Africa, all from the motherland. He was going to give them power to rise back up, <coughs> take back what should have been theirs in the first place, what should have never been taken, which is their identity in the world. Mm -hmm. Boy, you better preach. I'm out of here. But, <laughs> hey, see, 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 that. God. And that was an infamous uh, speech. Yeah, that was, that, that was a good thing. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe, maybe if Killmonger looked more like, um, I don't know, uh, if he looked more Terry Crews and less like Buster Ryan, <laughs> I would believe him more. <laughs> I don't know, bro. When you see him start taking off his shirt once he got I mean, in that yeah, fight, yeah, I mean, yeah. all those, when you see all those marks, we said each one of these is for a kill. Every mm -hmm. person that I've ended is right here. And you're going to be the next one. That's what you need. When he's sitting there walking and he's got the necklace on for the golden jaguar. And he's got that big coat. He's not wearing anything. He's hiding, showing what he's done. Every mm -hmm. single one of those markings is for a kill that he took. He earned because that. He, he <laughs> took that. Everybody, 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 right. that fought, everybody that fought with T'Challa are traitors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come come on, man. We let one woman get away with the villain with some skinny white dude with a mustache. Yeah, I mean, yeah that was kind of yeah, that was kind of lame. Ooh, that was <laughs> that was like very disappointing. His, his ideology and what what Killmonger stood for is because he had seen the darkest of the abyss and came out of it and knew what he had to do. He he may have been a major departure from the from the comics, but it was one of the best revisions because it was very modernized. It made sense in the world that we live in today. And it made sense for his character to have that hatred, to have that drive to want to take Wakanda. He, he knew that's what Wakanda level. needed at that time. Exactly. That was the only way it would have changed. That was the only way. Exactly. Yeah, it, he was so cold. Remember when like um the priest stopped and he's like, Look, he's not the reason why your father died. Oh damn, I hear some cops. But anyways, what's going on, man? They're coming to get y'all for abusing me. They're coming for me because I just laid down the preach. That's right. You, you, they, they coming for all y'all answers because y'all abusing they, me. They coming to help this dude out, man. No, oh, some real God. stuff. I'm. I, I just like dropped my daughter off, dude, and I just wanted to stop by and say what's up to everybody. Say what's up to the panel. Say what's up to the monster. I feel hey, sorry for this guy because I know he's getting slayed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, crazy, crazy shit, crazy shit. Real story. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, I just like hit this corner, bro, and I was in the middle of a high speed chase. I see you guys like literally freaking just. Yeah, we heard that. No joke. No joke. You robbed the store. We heard that, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Wakanda forever. Exactly. Hey, hey, that's what it is, bro. I was, I was out doing that work. I was in the um the other people's area, and I was saying, "What kind of fair?" They started trying to get me, bro. Yeah, it's like burnout paradise over there, bro. I'm gonna tell so you, I'm gonna hang with you guys for a little bit, but I'm gonna be quiet for the most part. Yeah, they they, they they cut me over both eyes and, and bloody knuckles just had to, just, had bro, to let, let's be real, bro. We, we pulled out to chal on you where we like did a barrel roll and stabbed you. Yeah. <laughs> You're just oh, sitting there coming to defeat right now. I say they took your eyes, but I showed you the meaning of my name. I gave you them blood. Yeah, we're gonna let you see the, the beautiful sunset. 
That was tough. Yeah. <laughs> just drop, drop me in the water with the toilet chunk. <laughs> well, Master, you are wrong. <laughs> no, definitely a good discussion. Good discussion. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I, I, I had expect. I'll put it like this. I had expectations. Now we're talking after I'm, my I'm, eyes are swollen and, and, and you know I'm trying to find my teeth. You know I, I what was that Larry, Larry Herb or was who interviews everybody after each boxing match? I I, I came Larry to Merchant, Black, Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant. I'm gonna just say this, Larry. I came to Black Panther looking for badass action. I understand there was a story. I understand they had Maurice Crump and they were playing with my emotions. But I feel where these <laughs> people. I feel where the panel was coming from, and I want to say this that. By Black Panther 2, okay, we got the origin out of the way. I don't yep, want to hear yep. no excuses. We better exactly. see some goddamn oh, action. It has to be pull up. Yeah, has to be pull up movie. Yeah, with the second one, you know they're going to have to step it up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, this I, I, will I, lay the foundations I, 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 because it wasn't just... Wait to the, the second one. Then if they don't they don't show up, well, I know I know they're going to show up. Yeah. But if they don't, I would never strip yeah. the strength of the Black Panther away. That's going to be like that either. <laughs> Oh, Zuri. Four, we four, four, like we never seen it. We just gonna like we're not gonna count this one. Yeah, no. <laughs> Man, they can't. Hey, that that one's gonna be right, bro. That we know it's right. gonna be right, but we just yeah. see. That'll be a truth. Yeah. We choose to admit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got they got all the parts there. Maurice Crump is a bad blah 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 blah. Like you you with him there, that action should be badass. And where the actors will fall short because of course you can't train over a year or two to be a martial artist. You got Black Panther in suits. Utilize that shit instead of that CG bullshit. You know what I mean? That's actually yeah. a pretty good idea though. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I was think I was also thinking that too. I was like, it's not hard to find somebody the same body type, the same height that Absolutely. knows that that, that knows uh, like a lot of martial arts. And they, they could have used that instead of spending more money on CG. Yeah, but it's uh, at, like that's. that's I don't know. I think they wanted a face-to-face discussion there, and that's what I'm saying. They also wanted to understand, like, I don't, I don't, you know what? I, only, I honestly think like they they go the CG route too. I mean, to help out with their like visual effects, they try to because like you know when they, when they do those movies like an IMAX in 3D, those kind of like effects kind of like seem to pop. More. Yeah, they, they, they pop. Yeah. It, yeah. Makes it, it makes it makes yeah. it look weird. They, like there's there's even a scene where uh, Killmonger is fighting the 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 door um door Malaje the door Malaje, and it looks it looks like it's CG. And you're like, why does it? Why is it looking like CG near this fighting? It is yeah. going. Yeah, the part of that is, is because of the Golden Jaguar suit. Yeah, yeah, but I can think more to show off like the suit because of how it's going to relate to Iron Man with the bleeding edge armor. You have to remember that's coming up in Infinity War. Yep, it, it's going to be something. We're we're definitely going to see a lot because we've already seen them show off what Tony built for the Iron Spider. Now we're going to see the bleeding edge for Iron Man. We're, we're going to see a lot of different things. I said the only thing I would have preferred. Like being CG was just the, the rhino scene. I was like, cool. But then it, it went to the, the train scene. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it is what it is. With C, with C, yeah. With CG, you damn, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't, though. Dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because some some a lot of people don't know how to balance it, and then it's it's it's, kind of, it's like CG's literally become the norm in Hollywood, bro. Like yeah. even when they don't yeah. need it, they use it, bro. So it's. Yeah. Just, <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, damn, we appreciate but, uh, the old times, but then we look at the old times like, fuck, this could have used some CG. 
you know, yeah, but like, because you got to think about too, if they do a lot of, you got to think about, especially for us coming out of, you know, our love of martial arts movies, when they do a lot of those, those scenes, you know, that goes into a lot of danger. Look at, look at Mike, uh, Jackie Chan alone with every th- movie he's done up until the nineties, even in the early thousands, that was all him with no, mm-hmm. with no stunt doubles. Suits. That was all him. Like if you saw, he, he barely wore wires. Yeah. yeah he, it, I can't remember which movie it was, but when he jumped off the the wall of one of those temples and grabbed onto the bamboo, and that bamboo broke, that actually happened. He he oh, fell. Oh, that was uh, I think that was Rumble, Rumble the in the Bronx. Was yeah. it Rumble in the Bronx? Well, no, yeah. that's when he jumped on. Yeah. That's when they jumped on the hovercraft and he and he broke his ankle. But there yeah. was right, there was there was another one, and it was one of the early ones, and I think it may have been. I think it may no, it wasn't from Legend of the Drunken Master. But there was one movie where he was on a on a wall uh, outside of a Chinese temple. And he jumped into the bamboo and grabbed onto the tree, and the tree broke as he grabbed it, and he mm. fell like seventeen yeah, think, feet and and I and think hurt himself. Also, seen in uh, Rumble uh, and Box when he was falling through like the uh, oh you know, yeah the little what little uh, not, not they're like 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 uh, things that hang over the the, the catch the rain and shit. Um, oh, the little tarp. Shit. Yeah, 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 tarp. tarp. Yeah, he yeah. fell like through like three of those shits, and the last one, like he fell on his neck. Yeah, like, hey, there, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of danger that comes to doing it with 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 full without without CG or a lot of that stuff. A lot, of, a lot of those scenes they didn't need CG. Like even it wasn't even dangerous, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying that even with with trained martial artists, it, it, a lot of that comes down to you know it still does have its dangers, no if they want to be authentic or not. Because we saw that in in Unbok, because the main the the fighter in Unbok, the I can't remember the name, but I remember in the first movie there was a scene where he was in Tony Ja. Yeah, Tony Ja. There was a scene where he was in that. Uh, he was in a uh, was it like a pick apart? For for automo for automobiles, I can't think of the. Oh, yeah, when he was like jumping through the, uh, between the glass and shit like that. Yeah, oh, or yeah. The, it was that one, but it was where the part where he was on fire fighting those dudes in in the middle oh, of it. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and yeah. And, yeah. and he had to jump in the water to put himself out. If yeah. you saw the behind the scenes, he repeatedly was covering yeah. his clothes and yeah. and and the stuff to kind of uh to keep the fire off. But they were repeatedly lighting him on fire, doing those scenes, and then quickly dousing him off. Yeah, that, that is fucking that, insane. Yeah, he he was lighting himself on fire for those scenes for authenticity. But you got to think about the dangers that come into those. Even for something like this, as much as yeah. we wanted to be authentic with the fights, there are dangers with what they do. Mm, absolutely, and it's also time constraints. Because remember, Black Panther was done pretty quick, actually. Yeah. Um, but I, with all this said, you know, great discussion today, guys. But mm-hmm. Monty Moss, we brought you up here. Letting you look at the sunset. Do you have any final remarks? <laughs> Do you want to take a play out of chest? We're gonna leave it in. No, he wants he wants to get thrown. We can he still save thrown. you, my boss. <laughs> I will say this. Um, like I was telling Larry Merchant not too long ago, even though my eyes are puffed up and I can't see where the hell I'm at right now, I'm gonna walk out of here with some of my teeth. Look, now here's the deal. <laughs> um, just to re- recap for those that tuned in late, and you, if you tuned in late, definitely start this from the beginning. Excellent podcast. Um, you know, the three things that that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way was from the whole political aspect, you know, the people ignorance about, you know, what you're supporting 
when you show some financial support or whatever support for this movie and how you could truly support Africa. You know what I'm saying? As someone with, with African relatives, you know what I'm saying? And an African father. And the, you know, we, I, I'm gonna let you know that they, they're not looking at you buying tickets and, 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 and putting on cat helmets as support. You know, there's different things you can do, but that's for the ignorant. That's not for the people on this panel. As far as the discussion that we had on this panel, you know, I would have liked to see, the talents of Maurice Crump utilize even more. And I would have liked to see a more expansive story that would have related to action. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I'm a superficial guy. I want to see people get kicked, punched and stabbed. That's it. I'm sorry. So I get it was PG 13, but you know, maybe in black Panther two, it'll still be PG 13, but they'll utilize uh, Maurice Crump a little bit more. Yeah. We, we already tackled this. We just we just got we got throw we got throw him in the water. We got throw him in the water. If, 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 if I was younger, I, I'd kick your ass. <laughs> He's a liar. Right hey, Money more saying that. That's that's for you because that's what Larry Merchant told Floyd when he was cutting up. Dog, he said, if "I was younger, I kick your ass." <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't happen. But that's for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, with Money Moss saying that, he essentially took the blade and he wants to go down with the toilet chunks. Yep. <laughs> well, they said yeah. toilet, toilet swirls. Toilet swirls. Toilet swirls. I'll upgrade it to toilet swirls. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, great discussion, guys. You know, we, we need to do this more often. Every time, yeah. every time we find someone who may not like a Marvel movie or whatever. Let's just have a little debate. Let's just have a little talk about well, it. Any movie that we all watched. I think yeah, any movie that we all think was great. Like mm -hmm. this would have been great for Justice League, maybe, but unfortunately, yeah, this would have been crazy for Justice League. Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely something interesting, and and. Great holding your own out here, brother. You, you did what you could, but uh, we had to give you that. Uh, got to give you them hands. They went for your eyes, but I gave you everything, man. I showed you what my name is. Look, look, man, he held on like Killmonger. Well, like, he even we, hit us with points. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely okay. came out swinging. We thank you for being a good sport, though, dude. Oh, oh no, definitely. I, 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 wasn't there, I wasn't there butchering. I didn't, I didn't see you uh, carry the cross, you know, all the way up. Illegality, <laughs> but, but, bro, like, uh, good sport, man. And, Absolutely. Um, come back anytime you, you feel like you, you don't like what we like. <laughs> and, anytime you want to get an I ass, mean, come on out. But no, no, you was fighting a losing battle from the start, though, bro. He held his own. I'm not going to deny it. Hey, hey, we, we tried he, he to find we tried to find you help, but ain't nobody was signing up for this ass whooping, bro. So, yeah, yeah. It's like, they say, they're like, what? He, he hate Black Panther now. What? Yeah. Look, I'm even even your boys from the Triple B was was on oh, your. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> you're lucky his power went out. He wanted to get on you for this. Oh, but you know what? I I was ready for Mass because he wasn't because he thought he, he was like I got all the comic books. You know, Mass is. I'm like okay. <laughs> Once I would have hit him with the political anger angle, I think that would. Here's been. the thing, Monty Moss. It, it's fucking Mass. On. This dude can argue about anything. Oh yeah, that is his yeah. talent. <laughs> He's the Xbox version of Portal. Did you see what he did oh, with the god. Black Baron on multiplayer? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. No, you know what? I got to finish this episode. He killed Baron, bro. He killed that man in front of everybody. I got to finish that episode. Yeah. But everyone out there in the chat, thank y'all for joining us. Of course, like I said, give some love to Mighty Moss here. Definitely check out his channel, Mighty Moss 2K. Mighty Moss 2K. And don't you have your own show. It's called The Scram Punks. Want to tell us about that? Yeah, Scram Punks is 
I'm I'm an old geezer. That's why I'm shaking my fist at everything, including Black Panther and having you youngins come and um, tear up my yard and TP my trees and shit. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's an old school gamers aspect of of gaming um in, in the gaming culture right now. I, I have two co-hosts. I have uh, TRS. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in the chat saying yeah, he's, he's calling for backup. Like, uh, he says you can get his very own warrior women to come help you. Yeah, exactly. And he's and he's talking about an overweight sister with an attitude is going to be the next villain. Eat monger. Eat monger. That's the shit I got to deal with on, on Scram Punks. But come check it out. We do it Wednesdays around nine nine thirty. I got Killer Hill when he wants to show up and not be creepy in the background and shit. You know, and, and it's an open panel. Anybody here that wants to come on, man, we just have we're just having great discussions. That's all. Yeah, we had a great discussion last night. I didn't show up. Uh, I saw the operation and bloody oh, yeah, Year man. showed up. Oh, great. the discussion! The discussion really needed to happen, especially about um, Phil Spencer's keynote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all about. I gotta watch that video. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's on Mighty Monsters channel. You know, subscribe to this channel. It's growing. It's it's pretty some. It's pretty good. Yeah, if you want to see me go in and bust out some more knowledge bombs, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, the man, Mister Akima, was even talking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mister Akima. Yep. He was up in here in his chat too. And big ups to everybody in the chat that supported yeah. this. If you could do a huge favor for my, I'm, I'm gonna say my favorite podcast, Smash Podcast. Do me a favor, retweet this shit out, all right? You know, show your I was I was yelling at y'all about showing support for Africa, but right now I need y'all to show support for Smash Podcast. But don't just sit up in here and type shit in the chat. Retweet this shit out, okay? This is a great podcast. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> but from everyone here at the Smash, we'll catch you all later, people, and check it out. Peace. 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 <laughs> what is up dudes and dudettes and all the beautiful people of the interwebs it is saturday and you know what time it is so join us here on the smash podcast as if we open your mind and go beyond so sit back and let us carolina smash your eardrums with some geeky goodness so today was a special day because we doing a double dip on shows and this one is one we've been hyping up for a little bit because a man <laughs> has to take a stand every now and then. And when he goes against the world <laughs> on the love of one life-changing event, he says no. So we're going to see if the man, Mr. Mighty Moss. What's up, people? Can handle it and can hold up. Is his hatred justified? <laughs> and can it hold up against the love that this movie is oh, getting? Man. So let's take a look at who we have on the panel that he will be going against. Yes. As always, we have the man with the plan, Mr. Operation. What's good, everybody? I'm here to liberate us from the colonizer that is known as Moss. Already. Already. As always, we got our, our on-school broadband bully himself, Mr. Neat the Lees. Neat the Lees. What's going on, people? Neth here and Monty Moss. You know, you're my broadband bully brother, but I cannot help you down this path of being <laughs> the most hated man of color from PA oh. to Wakanda. From here to Wakanda. That's right. Wakanda. <laughs> and of course, we have the one who is probably the most bloodthirsty out of anyone here. Oh, man. The man has been waiting and he has been prepping himself. 
He may be an enlightened soul, but today he is bloodthirsty. Oh, it yeah. is oh, always yeah. the Soul King. What is good, everybody? I'm here to take this W. Oh, man, <laughs> you hear that. And of course, last but not least, I am your boisterous host with the most bloody knuckles. So, Moss, we, we've been talking over the past little bit, and yeah. you have come out multiple times and said that you did not like the movie. And Absolutely. apparently, from what Neth was saying, that you said on Beastfire, you thought the movie was dog shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I, man. I thought, I thought it was toilet chunks, to be accurate. You know oh, I mean? oh, toilet chunks. Oh, man. Toilet chunks. <laughs> Ooh, that's the wrong words. I need, to, I need to understand why you think this. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, I think the world needs to know why he thinks it's toilet chunks. Yeah, I know. Why why he has to flush this movie out of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, since you're the man who's going to be taking on the world right now, yes. let's go ahead and let you make one one point that you want to make your stand on and we'll go from there. So, the floor is yours, my man. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I, I'm known to be long-winded and I'm going to try to make this quick as possible so these people can try to massacre me, but I'm going to hold my own. I'm going to fight to the very end. All right, let's see I'm what you got, John, brother. I'm going to try to be Jon Snow. All right. So here <laughs> it is, people. First and foremost, what I want to do is see this illustrious cast. They know about comics, all that good stuff. So this next point that I'm going to address, I don't want to address it to you guys. I want to address it to what I feel is the listening or the viewing public that may, I think, got things a little twisted here. And I want to let y'all know in advance, this is like on a political tip, and I normally don't get political. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's important. So I want to clear this out of the way, rip this scab off, and then we can get into the, the ins and outs of the movie. All right. So first and foremost, like I said, I don't get political. Now, I get it. Movies with quote unquote exotic themes grab a lot of attention. Now, follow me. In the 80s, it was ghosts. Everybody was worried about ghosts. And that's why Ghostbusters and the movie Ghosts with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze was so big, even though the writings may have not been that great, but it was the thing. In the 90s, it was vampires and aliens. And in the 2000s, of course, it was zombies. Even now with some quote unquote exotic things, you know what I'm saying? You got shows like um, Ultra Carbon on Netflix that's grabbing a lot of attention. Now, I personally like it, but I'll be honest, it's not the best written show, but the exotic nature of peering so far into the future is a lure. Unfortunately, there's too much of this exoticness acquainted to well-to-do or well-off, frankly, non quote unquote, non-famine Africans. Okay. Meaning there's a lot too often. I've heard people say based upon ignorance, uh, it's good to see what would happen if Africans were in famine and had control of their own country. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, okay. Often these people mean well. I work with a lot of these people. I've worked with these people for decades. You know what I'm saying? And, and they, they're just not connected. Their lineage is not collect, connected to the region. So they're unaware. So to them, when Black Panther came out and they saw Africans not with, with, without uh, swatting flies off their face and the stomachs not bloated, they thought, hey, this is a thing we can celebrate. Let's help Africa get to this place. This is what a lot of them thought. And they wanted to imagine this theme via the movie. But I'm here to let you people know, newsflash, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's a reality. 
despite the magical fruits that are in the movie, Africans are well-to-do, all right? You have Botswana, major parts of Nigeria, Angolia, shit, Guinea. Uh, Guinea's GDP is at 38,000 per capita, where the United States is at 58,000. That's only 20,000 more per capita. So my message to those that think that they are celebrating a theme that we're going to strive for is a farce. If you want to go see the movie, see the movie on its own merits. Is, a good, is it a good movie or not? That's what it should be upon. Don't think that you're starting some revolution to help Africa get somewhere that it needs to be as, as far as pushing it from famine. That's not the case. That is a farce that has been recycled over and over again for an agenda, and it's not the reality of it. But that's the least of my concern when it gets to the political aspect. The most troubling thought, honestly, is from African-Americans themselves, who think, one, they are supporting Africa, by example, getting Wakanda tattooed on their gums to mimic the movie, or they come dressed in American-made dashikis, or they stop playing in the middle of a televised basketball game to put a cat helmet in, in on their face and cross their arms like Wonder Woman in front of a Disney actor <laughs> on a televised basketball game. Understand you are not showing support for Africa when you do this. You are showing support for an all-black cast playing in a fictitious Wakanda that is themed by some parts in Africa for the sake of Walt Disney. Believe you me, Africans do not see these acts of supporting Africa as supporting Africa either. How do I know? My father is African. He's a politician in a small African country called the African Coast. The country is real close-knit with other countries like Nigeria, Ghana, uh, and, and so forth, where a lot of my relatives are from. Now, I, I was speaking with one of my relatives from Ghana, okay, not too long ago, and he knows nothing about Black Panther, okay? So he said, and I always mess with him because his voice is real raspy and fucked up, so I always mess with him. And he <laughs> says to me, cousin, what, what the fuck is a Wakanda? <laughs> and I said, look, man, it's the Black Panther movie. It's gonna, this is before I saw the movie. It's going to be dope. The Damn. Come oh, on. man. No, oh, no. His mic his computer's like, no, he's on the thing. All right, never mind. It's back. He's all halfway through his rant. Ah, fuck him out. Oh, man. I was about to say. I heard Moss Ritz. Moss, you back? Hey, yeah. I'm, oh, did I go oh, out? Yeah, you went out. out. You said, what, what is a Wakanda? Then you went out. Oh, yeah. he said, what is a Wakanda? And I said, let me explain it to him. I said, look, man, it's the Black Panther movies. It's going to be dope. It's the cool comic, blah, blah. This is before I saw the movie. Now he responded to me, he said, it's a shame that they, they make fake, fake place in Africa. They come out in droves, but no one, no true African heritage. And I'm like, look, man, I understand. Oh, stuff, that's why everybody's coming out to it. And he says, no, they pay all this money for the gimmick. They won't support the true African brothers and travel or nothing. It's bullshit. <laughs> then I bet you the movie's not even good. I said, hold on, cousin, just relax, relax. You ain't even seen the movie yet. You can't see, you can't say that. However, I went to go see the movie, and I'm going to be honest with you. The movie isn't toilet chunks, but it's not a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. And I, I thought he was tripping, but then I had to think about everything that he was saying. And what the awful thing is, is to me on that aspect from black people when it comes to this movie is what my cousin said. We actually think in large troves that by 
praising a fictitious Wakanda that we're helping out Africa or we're, we're honoring Africa. That's as insulting to Africans as me picking up a box of Lucky Charms and just because I bought 10 or 12 of them saying that I'm celebrating the Irish heritage. No, <laughs> it's, you know, it's not, it's not magically delicious. So what I want to end off on the political front is say for my brothers and sisters that feel like that they want to support Africa. How about you do this on your next personal trip outside of the country, instead of going to Luxembourg or big Ben or the Eiffel tower, how about stop by Ghana? Or stop by New Guinea, you know what I'm saying, where the GDP is high and it's a rich place. How about do that? How about show some true support? And those are my thoughts on the political aspect. And I'm going to let y'all chomp at it and start pulling out y'all pitchforks. What do y'all think about that? This man came off strong. <laughs> okay. Definite, definitely made a, made quite some points there. Uh, well, let's see what the... Uh, what the defenders have to say. <laughs> Who's going first? Who's going first? That's, that's okay. You sound way too excited, so we're going to let you go first. What I got from his two main points were that we're not supporting Africa. And, um, and that's, uh, that's the main point I really focus on. Just mm -hmm. that point, that we're, not, that we're not supporting Africa. And I think that's not, that's not the case that we're, we're not we're not supporting Africa, but we're supporting the cast, the black cast, the pan African cast. Mm -hmm. That that's all we're we're trying to do. We, mm -hmm. Like we also like when it when it comes to, uh, I guess the the idea of this is what Africa could have been. It, it's just an idea. It's like it's like uh, a little kid picturing, um, picturing itself as a a, a superhero. It's an idea. Of, what we it's a fantasy. Want. Yeah, it's just something that we want. It's something it's a cool idea. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're we're like we're like trying to revolutionize or trying to like force this upon somebody like, yeah, we need to go, we need to go get our own country and make Wakanda, kill everybody in this side of the spot and make Wakanda. We're not trying to do that. We're just trying to support this movie. It's a great movie. And like I don't I like I from even from like Facebook and everything like that, I don't really see people like really clamoring to like even like Africa like yeah this is like supporting Africa I I've never seen I've seen people saying support the cast support the film because it's a real good film and it has a message behind it but I really haven't seen anybody saying like yeah this is this is like I understand where you're coming from where you're talking about like uh people want like they that's how they picture Africa would have been if we never if all the incidents never happened mm -hmm. but like I say it's a fantasy Mm -hmm. Not really much that you can. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say dig too political in it, but like, I get where you're coming from, but I can't really. I can't really fuck with it because it's. I. I can't. I don't know. I just can't think. I don't and, think it's true. I can go with this, but we we have to separate the argument. So you just said the movie itself wasn't necessarily all that bad. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not nine out of ten for you. It's the fans but behind it. You can't. Yeah, we can't be mad at the movement or whatever it's bringing and call that toilet chunks. I mean, that's completely separate from the movie. Mm -hmm. You can't criticize the movie for a movement that happened because of it. Mm -hmm. No, I, and I, I agree with that. So toilet chunks, maybe, May, maybe uh, toilet swirls. You know, I'm gonna get it. To, I'm gonna get it to the. I'm gonna get it to the parts of the movie that I didn't like. Now, let me be accurate. I love Black Panther the comic. 
I have a, I have problems with I have problems with the setup of Black Panther the movie. But I, what I wanted to address was a lot of the superficial support. Now I'm not saying about y'all for the panel. You know what I'm saying? We are you guys more than me, of course, are comic book lovers. Y'all love to see the adaptation to movie, and y'all like the movie, and that's fine. If y'all like it and I don't, that's that. You know who who am I? You know what I'm saying? But there were a lot of people that felt like they were supporting some type of revolution in support of Africa. And I understand, so you may have not heard it, but I've heard a lot of people, look, I was coming into work one day and it was it was a multicultural group of people that were leaving out. I was coming in from lunch, they were leaving out the, um, the Thursday that Black Panther released. And I said, hold on, where the hell are you guys going? We still got a whole bunch of shit to do. They said, oh, fuck that, we're gonna go see Black, uh, Black Panther, <laughs> support Africa. And I'm like, and the white dude was like, support Africa. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool shit. I didn't see the movie yet, but, then they came back and they were like, oh, it's so great. And, it was, and, and then they were like, you know, man, it's, it's just great. You know, if it wasn't for colonization, Africans wouldn't be starving all over Africa. I mean, the way that they made it seem due to their ignorance is that Africa is so bleak. And I'm here to say it's not <laughs> like I, I, I can agree you, know with what I'm that, you gotta realize it's also due to what they show show us on TV. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I, like yeah. I, I talked to like I, I've been dating a. Uh, a girl, she's from the Ivory Coast for a lo for like five years. And oh, okay, like, cool. She's telling me where she's from is it, like really beautiful, and I'm gonna travel there. Yeah, absolutely. But like from like what we see on TV and what they constantly show us is 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 it's only the bad part. They, they tell yeah. us that we always in war. It's always one side. We don't have no food and stuff like that. Like even if, like they don't even like like touch up on the parts that that Akon is helping out. They don't even really even say nothing about that man. Mm -hmm. That man mm -hmm. is. Providing electricity, solar solar power everywhere, almost in Africa. But yep. I would say hey, that's man. more that's more what America is just showing, like showing off Africa. And and that is true. I agree with you. And I, and not to cut you off, sorry, but I'll just say that, and I'm, I'm gonna shut up real quick. The problem that I have with that is in today's day and age, where with the click of a button, you can see where Bin Laden was at. You can go into Osama bin Laden's cave and all this other stuff. People are embedded here and people are embedded there that you can see the, the pimple on somebody's ass from 80,000 miles away. You're trying to tell me that it's just the news media to blame for the ignorance of Africa, where people have said, you know what, let me see Africa for myself. And they went and travel and they realized, hey, it's not but it's not it's not that bad. But it's been it's been told to us for so long. I remember even like back in the day, like black people used to make fun of Africans. Absolutely. But oh, yeah, that's I just, that. mm -hmm. and that's just because that's what we were taught. Like, oh, you don't want to you don't want to be African because they, they got they got flies everywhere. They made name for African booty scratchers. That's mm -hmm. just what we were taught. We are, we're black. We're not African. Mm hmm. Different. Mm -hmm. It's all psychological game at the end of the day. I understand your point, Maya Moss. As African, as, as African American male, seeing this movie, I didn't see as support of Africa. It's just more of a good representation of Black people in general, and on a bigger scale, big better representation of minorities as well. It's like for a good, for a change, like this and Get Out, there isn't a movie centered on Black people that has nothing to do with slavery, like drugs, trades, being locked up, incarcerated, nothing like that. It's just more good representation of it. That's how I looked at a movie. But I do see your point as like as uh, I guess African Americans in the United States. With their ignorance to try to support some movies. Oh, yeah, we're supporting Africa. I understand your frustration with that because this movie supporting doesn't mean support Africa. It, it really should take a movie to get us to support our own heritage as well. 
So I didn't see your point as well. They should have done that from the get go. For a movie come for a movie to make them come out. So I say overall sport Africa now. I do see your point there where you get your frustration from. But I also I also seen like like the 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 cast they they've been doing interviews and they're actually like promoting like people to find out their 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 the heritage and yeah. instead of and again yeah, instead of taking like twenty three and me and just the regular ancestry dot com which they're not gonna really tell you about African heritage they actually got this uh, a real place that a real a real website owned by black people called African ancestry and it tells you about it goes all the way back like 500 years and it teaches you about your what, what tribe may be from and in other parts of Africa and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. And as far as like African Americans' ignorance towards our own heritage, it's partly because of the media and the news, but the other part of blame is ourselves. Yeah, and it's, that's it's all, time, yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. And it's day age, information is ubiquitous. There is no reason we shouldn't be able to find the tools to find out about ourselves. So someone's ignorant about their heritage is really their own fault. Yeah, but I think we can also take account, and I give props to Black Panther. They kind of enrich almost African traditions and African uh, culture within the movie. Even though it's a fictional place, they still take some African like culture and put it into the movie. Like a lot of the stuff is based off real things in Africa, and I think that's cool that you get to see it on the big screen. And you know, it might teach people a thing or two because not everybody knows know. that they might come from that type of culture. That their type of culture. Add shit like that. It's definitely a good blend of different cultures and um, beliefs. The one, the one thing I would say I would wish they would do, like for the for the character designs, like I I retweeted on like Twitter and everything, but I wish they they like supported it more, like actually show each part of where these character designs come from. Absolutely. Actually, but actually, there to to interject right there for a second, uh, Soul and Moss. Before you go into that, they actually did. There was a lot of uh, tweets coming out from behind the scenes on the costume designers, the two women who actually went out and spent time in Africa working with all these different tribes to understand uh, how each tribe's own sense of identity and their their attire is. Each of the tribes that were in the Black Panther movie were based on a different tribe there in Africa on how, how they dress from the from the neck rings that a lot of them wore as adornments, as well as the face plates and a lot of the, the, the decorations that were like that. from from the, the hair and is, everything else. They went real deep into that and, and it's something that they've been it's a, talking it's just about. A tweet. That's the thing. It's just a tweet. Well they have well they have it in their in their behind the scenes. They haven't released a lot of that yet because it's solely coming okay. out. But it, they do have a lot of talk about the about what they did going behind the scenes and working with these different tribes. There was a I believe an article that actually came out about the two women who went out there for quite a quite a while to learn the set design for how they were going to do all the different outfits and and, and, that, and that's cool um i i would add to that too you know let's promote that more let's not get tattoos of wakanda on our gums and tweet that all over twitter let's let's promote that more I, that's I good to this up. Wrong with that though like that's that's what is that that like that's like somebody getting the, the harry potter uh lightning going for you well yeah, if you it, it, there's nothing wrong with that if you're doing that as a fan of the movie opposed to saying to having the caption, I support Africa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I support my brothers and you got Wakanda. No, and again, that's like me getting a box of Lucky Charms, eating it and saying, yeah, I support the Irish heritage. That, that would be, people would be like, what the hell's wrong with you? No. So I, I just want to try to tamper down on the ignorance. And again, I'm not saying you can like the movie and not give two shits about Africa. That's fine. That's fine. I just want to bring awareness to just because you're supporting this movie 
is not a conduit to you supporting Africa. It's a conduit to you supporting Disney, but it's not a conduit to you supporting Africa. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that believe that. Yeah, I definitely get your point. Like, let's look on the flip side, right? Play a little quick analogy. Let's say you're right, we're fans of Kendrick Lamar, right? Here's somebody come along, they know nothing about him. They hear one song about him. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of him. Yeah, I'm a diehard fan of him. I support his name. They don't hear one song in him about him, and they're trying to claim their all the support for him. I think that's where Moss is coming from on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I agree. You kind of have a point there, Moss. I, I can absolutely see that. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's still cool that they were able to bring African culture and bring it to light mm-hmm. and have people excited for maybe their heritage and their continent, even though it might be a fictional setting even though they might be misleading themselves and saying, if I watch this movie, I'm supporting my homeland. Mm. But either way, it's good that they are at least interested in their heritage. And hopefully that interest could get. And that's good. If that's what sparks their interest, great. But I just want to make sure that people are aware it's not to tell all, see all. <laughs> yeah, I mean? absolutely. And there's, more, there's more to go. So that's my political beef, but. That, 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 that's just that's something different, and again, that doesn't relate to the panel. But I got I got two other beefs. Yeah, hold on. Before, before we get to those, oh, hang on. Beefs, though, yeah. Um, I want to go. You probably even. I think you have this as one of your beefs, anyways. But I like to look at what um Terry Crews wrote about Black Panther, and he said it was kind of cool for one thing a black superhero be you know the main black superhero, not just this funny side character, not just. Uh, the side character in general until the white real superhero comes into action. But Black Panther was the main hero and he was of color. Mm-hmm. I think you had a problem with that, Mighty Moss, because you always said there were plenty of other black superheroes like Blade, for instance, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, here's what I feel as an African American it's not, and maybe it's just me. And honestly, and I, I don't mean to offend anybody, I, it's not, nobody's, it's all a cultural thing. But one mm-hmm. thing I've, I've learned from my father and my father's side of the family is it's not good to just show that, hey, I, I, I'm here. It's to show that, hey, I'm here and I can do something extravagant. And I think Blade, it's kind of like what 108 Dragon has said. I don't know if he likes the movie or not, so I don't want to put any words in his mouth. But it's like what he said on the first episode or the second episode that I showed up on where he had to leave early, where he said, hey, it's great that we have movies and shows like Black Lightning. I think Black Night- Lightning is Black awesome. Lightning is amazing. It's dope. Yeah. Black it's Lightning is dope. And Black yeah, Lightning is more message-centric than Black Panther was to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But with that being said, um, he was like, we don't, every time something involves a Black character, it doesn't mean that we got to have a protest about something. I just want to see a Black character kick some ass. And Blade was kicking some ass. So I get where Terry Crews is coming from with that this may have been the biggest whoop to do about a black character, but I'm not worried about the whoop to do. I'm not worried about the aesthetics. I'm worried about the substance. I want to see, I wanted to, what I wanted to see, and I'll get back to this later. I wanted to see Black Panther, the Black Panther that I've, now I didn't, I never read this comic, so you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard in one comic issue that Black Panther went toe to toe with Wolverine. Now, Wolverine's my favorite comic character. So to hear that Black Panther went toe-to-toe with Wolverine and he just walked away. Ass. Yeah, and, and walked away like nothing happened. That's the Black Panther I wanted to see. I wanted them to see, okay, even though I'm a black character, I can go toe-to-toe with everybody. You know what I'm saying? We actually saw a snippet of that in Civil War. 
Because okay. that's pretty much. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, you have yeah. to let him get to that point. Oh yeah. Let me let me pause everyone here for a second to to kind of interject on that moss. Is mm-hmm. the character of Black Panther is definitely one that can kick ass and we all wanted to see kick ass however you got to understand that the pacing of the movie was putting the fights at moments when they're needed it wasn't going to be just action just for the sake of action like a lot of other movies because that dilutes the movie this movie was more than just the action of a superhero it was about the ideology of what t'challa stood for and Mm -hmm. we have seen him kick plenty of superheroes ass and actually if you want to really go into it he actually first appeared in fantastic Four. He appeared in the Fantastic Four comic, and when he appeared to them, he actually beat all the Fantastic Four together before choosing to really show himself to them and asking them to come help protect Wakanda. He was the first one to make contact with the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four were the first ones to see Wakanda, and he chose them. Actually, yeah, he he definitely, it was definitely the first, it was the issue of Fantastic Four, but he brought them there just for a test. Just test yeah, them. yeah. He he tested them, but he did kick all their asses, just like a majority oh, yeah. of other superheroes. That's mm-hmm. kind of funny. He find there, beat their asses. Like, all right, I need your help, guys. Like, and what? then he actually did practically the same thing with the Avengers. Am I right, Bloody? Yeah. He literally he, took on like the whole Avengers team. Yeah, he like the and he was like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to be an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of that, Mighty Moss, uh, Operation, you brought it up in Civil War. If you rewatch Civil War, you realize Black Panther is kicking fucking ass. He but what just kept happening right? was a Scarlet Witch would just like kind of grab him and throw him away because yeah. the dude was like unstoppable. And he even at one point, he's chasing the Winter Soldier, right? And Captain America literally has to throw his shield behind his head to make him stop. Yeah. Like he literally had to boomerang <laughs> him off the dude. And then he yeah. scratched that shield. Like the dude was unstoppable in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also understand why he was like that in the Civil War. He saw his father die before his eyes. He's seeking revenge. Yeah, he was fixing by his hand. He was yeah. If you if you rewatch it, he was everywhere. Like the uh-huh. scene where uh Bucky jumps on uh, the roof. I was like, how did he get there so fucking fast? He didn't give it down. He can make his way up there. I was to say, like, the Winter Soldier in that movie was shown, like, if he goes in that soldier mode, he's practically unstoppable. Like, he kicks Captain America's ass, let's be real. But mm-hmm. fucking Black Panther practically put him down without his armor. Mm-hmm. And that just tells you something. If Black Panther could put him out without his armor and Captain America struggles, you know Black Panther's the shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in this Civil War, his mind was, his, he had a single focus on his mind, kill Bucky Barnes. Yeah, and Black yeah. Panther, he's, the, more, the fights he had, he's more emotionally conflicted because he just had the relationship by his father. He wasn't he wasn't king that he made him out to be. So so by the time he got to kill Margaret and they had their, duel, their duel at the end, he's more conflicted, like, am I right or is he right? So that's why you didn't see him pull up as much. It, it, was, it, was, a battle it was a lot of things. Yeah. It was a lot of things that was on his mind. He just, yep. yeah, his, best conflicted. Friend, his best friend is pissed at him. It's a lot, like, Exactly. He it was it wasn't the fact that he was he was just fighting to fight and he was just going at it because of the fact that remember he didn't want to kill Killmonger. He didn't want to kill Eric because of the fact that he learned the truth and was upset and betrayed by the lie that his dad told. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to hide. However, Killmonger wasn't in that mindset. Everything that, that happened to Killmonger, he was very set in his ways. He knew what he wanted. He was going for the kill. If T'Challa wanted to, he could have stopped Killmonger in that fight when he disarmed him. And he, but he told him to surrender. He didn't want to yeah. kill him. But that's Let's, when Killmonger told him that you're either going to kill me or I'll kill you. And he stood up, even without nothing, and then went aggressive on him. 
Mm-hmm. He was going. Let's hear, I was saying, let's hear Mighty Mouse' uh, second uh, point. <laughs> well, no, this is good because this is an actual segue into my second point. That right. I, you, you guys brought up some very elaborate stuff. Um, well, this kind of relates to my third point, what we're talking about now, but I'll circle back to it. For my second point, here's what. I, I kind of feel like my emotions were played with here, okay? <laughs> when it came to this movie, here's why. Oh. Yep, here's why. Mm. 